This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime at our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Good evening. You know what? It's awesome <coughs> to know that you guys are out there tonight and will be tomorrow as well. Last weekend was the very first time we've done this, really just out of necessity and, uh, and all. And we discovered, you know, by the end of the weekend, we had 1,400 homes. I'm not sure how, much, how many people was in each home, but we had 1,400 homes watching the service last week. So our staff has encouraged me to tell you to like me or to like the Facebook or like the something, like something, and uh, YouTube or subscribe or something. You guys know that stuff a lot better than I do, and share it. So uh, this is a wonderful time to encourage our, our neighbors and our friends, our family, just by clicking and sending them a link or telling them, hey, check this out. Maybe these words that we will talk about tonight will give you a little bit of hope. And on Sunday mornings, uh, 6.30, uh, 6.45, at 6.45 Sunday morning, uh, you can join me by Internet if you want to. I'm going to be up on my mountain, you know, watching the sunrise. And and that's going to be what they call Facebook Live. So you can actually come and join me through your computer at home. And you can uh, request, you know, share me with your requests about things that you need us to pray for while we're up there. So if, I don't really know what I'm doing, but we're going to give it a shot and see if we can make it happen. But that's on Sunday morning at 645. We're going to be on the mountain at the sunrise praying and praying for your particular needs. That's what we're going to do. And then on uh, Wednesdays at 5 o'clock, every five, uh, Wednesday at 5 o'clock until we tell you otherwise, Super Church. Miracle will be sharing at Super Church, and you can go in the same place you find the adult surface, and you'll find Super Church. That's for the, the kiddos and all. So uh, I think, is that about everything I'm supposed to announce? Boy, wow. You know what? We are in a very interesting time. Last week we talked about Fear Not, and this is Fear Not Part 2. <laughs> but we're talking about, you know, today is really about trust, and it's really about dependence. And all of this is related to not allowing the fear to control you. Our worship team did some great songs, especially that last one, you know. You know, we're not going to be controlled by fear. We really are not. So we've got a, questions, a few questions to ask you today. And... Uh, Susan and I, we heard these most beautiful, beautiful birds this morning. I don't know if you enjoy them as much as Susan and I do, but we heard these birds, and we love these birds that God had created for us. And uh, Susan said their singing is the extras. We talked not long ago about the extras that God gives us. Not that he has to. He just does it because he loves us. But the birds singing in the morning is just the, the extras. But I got a question before, for you uh, today, and is, 
do you think that birds worry? Some people would say, I don't think so, because that's what I think. I don't think they worry, to be honest with you. You know, so let me see. I think I got a bird in here. You know, there he is, you know. And so if, I don't think the birds worry at all, you know. And uh, what I was discovering uh, that birds have this ability and they can light on a branch of a tree, you know. They can light on a power line. They can light on a microphone stand. And when they put their weight down on it, it locks their feet. It's absolutely amazing. This is a security system that God created for birds. Have you ever noticed after a storm, you don't go outside and birds are laying all over the ground? All those are like hurricane winds and all. When they put their weight down against it, it locks their feet. God created them so they wouldn't be destroyed in storms. And he gave them this security system. When they put their weight down on their feet, it locks onto that branch or that power line or whatever else there might be. Um, I want to read a passage here to you. It's in Matthew chapter 6. This is what Jesus tells us here. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, it says, So I tell you, don't worry about everyday life. Why would Jesus say don't worry about everyday life? Because he knows we're all tempted to worry about something. There are so many different things that's relevant to us in our everyday life. And Jesus said, so I tell you, don't worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink and toilet paper. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he didn't say toilet paper. But that's what we're concerned about now as we're dealing with this coronavirus that you can hardly find toilet paper nowadays. And there's a lot of other things that people are Worrying about, where am I going to get this? Where am I going to get that? Where am I going to get this? Where am I going to get that? But he says here, don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink and, and clothes. Doesn't life consist of more than food and clothing? And listen to what he says here. Look at the birds. This is what Jesus Look at the birds. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns because your heavenly father feeds them. And let me, I, I left something back here in the, the office. Just a second. <clears throat> the scripture, Jesus was saying that your heavenly father feeds the birds. And this is actually some of the ways that the father of God feeds the birds. He feeds them through me. I look outside and feel compassion for them. I go buy bird seed, put it in a couple bird feeders I got out there. But the birds do pretty good out there. And they don't worry. And they didn't plant, they didn't harvest, or none of that. And, and listen to what he says here. Verse 26, once again, he says, look, Jesus, look at the birds. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns. <clears throat> because your heavenly Father feeds them. And he does it through many of us. The heavenly Father feeds them through many of us. 
And you are far more valuable. You are far more valuable to him than they are. God made you in his image, not a bird in his image, but God made you in his image, and God takes care of the birds wonderfully. He really does. And he tells us here that we are far more valuable to him than they are. And that's just what I want to encourage you to do. Every time you see a bird out there, and this is springtime, they're all over the place, they're singing. Every time you see a bird, you see it building a nest or getting a seed or chasing a bug. When every time you hear those birds singing in the morning, let it remind you, I'm special. I'm special. And in your homes, wherever you're at right now, if there's other people in there, I want you to turn to one and just say, you're special. You're special. You're special. You're special. And if there ain't nobody around you, you can just be honest. And you don't have to hide the fact. You're just go like, I'm special. <laughs> I'm special. I'm special. He said you're a whole lot more valuable to him than the birds are. And the birds are so special to Almighty God. That's just the truth of it. Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and our strength. Sometimes he helps us. Always. Oh, God is our refuge and strength. And I'm trying to see if I can hear you guys in your home. God is our refuge and strength always. And what percentage is always? 100%. 100%. God is our refuge, and he is our strength, and he's always ready to help in times of trouble. And we're in some trouble right now. Our whole world is with this virus that is, you know, getting everybody alarmed and causing them to panic and be fearful. But we don't have to worry. We can just trust him the same way the birds are trusting him, you know. But he tells us not to worry. He is our strength. He is our refuge, and he says he's always ready, always ready to help us in times of trouble. Listen to what it says in Psalms 56.3. But when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Now, you can travel first class through this whole ordeal of the virus, or you can travel second class. And uh, second class is, but when I am afraid... I put my trust in you. First class is, I will trust in him and not be afraid. Oh, I don't have to wait to get afraid to put my trust in God. Let me just put my trust in God, and I'm not going to get afraid in the first place. That's what he's telling us there. Anyhow, he says here in Psalms, you know, I haven't had anything to eat all day. He says here, taste. And you know I always like to do what the Bible tells you to do. So I'm going to taste right here. Okay. Let's see. Mmm. Clementines. Mmm. I wish I could share them with you guys. But I don't think I have enough. And it says here, taste and see. Hmm. I might sit now, nah, better way. 
taste and see that the Lord is good. Hmm. That Clementine was pretty good, but God is so much gooder than that. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who do what? All the joys of those who trust him. The joy of those who trust him. And you got to understand something. The Bible says that the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. When you got joy, you got strength. If we allow circumstances in this world and the devil to steal our joy, he steals our strength. So when you were running around with an old prune face and, and gloomy and, and down and worried and fearful, we hardly have any strength. But we got to keep our strength, you see. It says, taste and see the Lord is good and all oh, the joys of those who trust him. See, words cannot describe the joys that God gives us. God chose, you know, the right perfect time for me, you know, uh, in making a choice of my wife. And God, he did this wonderful thing later on, the timing of our children. And those were absolutely phenomenal, joyful events. And nothing could hold our joy back. But I'm going to tell you, when you taste of the Lord God Almighty, all the things that he has blessed us with, when you trust him, it is like fantastic, fantastic. Taste and see the Lord is good. All the joys of those who trust in him. Now, right now, there's lots of people who are not very joyful. They're not very joyful at all. They're, they're fearful and they're frightened. They're panicking. But I'm going to tell you, taste of the goodness of Almighty God. Begin to trust him and allow him to give you the strength that overcomes that fear and that anxiety and that worry. Relying on God, C.S. Lewis said, relying on God has to begin all over again every day as if nothing had yet been done. So if we rely on God today, we trust him today, we make it through the day and all, but when you wake up tomorrow morning, you got to start trusting him again. It's not like you got it one day and it's there for life. we got to make that choice to trust him every day. Regardless of what's going on around us, we make that choice. Now, I don't know if, uh, let me see, do I have this old guy? I think I do. Now, there's something else we've been hearing that I kind of like as nice as I like the birds. Have you all heard what we call peepers? Man, they're just echoing through the woods, these little bitty tree frogs, and all. they're just going to town and peep, 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 peep. You know, just like saying, Sounds like about a trillion of them out in our backyard, you know. Fantastic to hear them. You can hardly hear yourself think in the evening time when those guys go to chirping and all. But I learned years ago, someone gave me a little bitty peeper, just a little plastic peeper, and I carried it in my pocket for a while, and, and it's really a frog. And, and the frog reminds us of something, fully rely on God, F. R-O-G. Fully rely on God. That's what we're talking about here. And boy, it changes things when you begin to rely on Almighty God. It just changes things and it brings you joy that gives you this fantastic strength. Psalms 20 verse 7 says, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. This is referring to their military 
in that day and time. That was the equivalent of a tank. You guys, powerful horses, and uh, lots of times you hooked them up to a chariot and it pulled it. Some guys just rode the horses by themselves, but it was their war, war vehicles. And it said that some trust in chariots and, and some in horses. It says, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We're not putting our trust in just war machinery. I'm not saying you can't have some, but I'm saying our trust must be in the almighty God himself. In the book of Job, chapter 31, verse 24, it says, Have I put my trust, here's a question, Have I put my trust in money or felt secure because of my gold? Question mark. Does my happiness depend? Does my happiness depend upon my wealth and all that I own? Have I looked at the sun shining in the skies? Or the moon walking down its silvery pathway and been secretly enticed in my heart to worship them, to worship the sun or the moon? If so, I should be punished by the judges, for it would mean that I had denied the God of heaven. We need to put our total trust in and rely upon God, not making some kind of a false God out of the sun or the moon, God created all those things. And we need to put our trust in him, not in our wealth, not in all that kinds of stuff. It's okay to have some wealth, but don't put your reliance, don't put your trust, don't depend upon that. Don't depend upon all that to get you out of the pickle with this virus that's going all over the world. Listen to what it says here in Proverbs 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with half of your heart Oh, I'm sorry. It says all. And what percentage would all be? 100%. So it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Well, I, well, I this and this and that and nothing. Like, oh, well, I figured it's this way. He said, don't depend on your own understanding. Don't trust in your own understanding. That's what he's telling us right here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Now, some depend upon the horoscope. That's what they depend upon. Honestly, goodness, I'm surprised that grown people would do that. But they depend upon the horoscope. Some depend upon these cards, tarot cards, I think they are. Some people depend upon, you know, palm readers and things like that. Some people depend upon psychics and all. Some people just depend upon their education. Don't misunderstand me. I think education is a great thing. But I don't think we should put our trust in it instead of in God. Some people put their trust and they depend in the stock market. They depend upon the banks, you know. They depend upon their savings and they depend upon their inheritance, you know. Some people depend upon the news. I don't think as many people depend upon the news as they used to because they are always fussing and fighting with each other. Some people depend upon their job, and some people depend upon alcohol, and some people depend upon drugs. And I'm going to be honest with you, the truth is, only weak characters depends upon strong drink. Because that drink will let you down. And so are those drugs. It will let you down. Some people just totally depend upon the government. Now, I love our government. I pray for them regularly. But he said, 
you know, in his word that we need to put our trust in the almighty God. So I don't think that we can totally depend upon the government or the military or weapons. Some people are very health conscious and they depend upon their health or they depend upon their, their good works. At least they depend upon their good works to get them into heaven. But that don't work either, to be honest with you. Some people depend upon the wealth of their nation. We've got a pretty wealthy nation here. You know, but that, that's not where our dependence needs to be. Some people depend upon social security. And I understand that social security is not quite as secure as we thought it was, to be honest with you. And, you know, there can be somebody or something else that you're dependent upon. And, uh, you know, some people, well, they depend upon, I have one of these here. Some people, you might know what this is. That is a rabbit foot. That's a snowshoe rabbit. That snowshoe rabbit foot was not bought anywhere. <laughs> this snowshoe rabbit yielded that snowshoe to me. And I know we talk about this every once in a while, but a snowshoe, if, if you depend upon a rabbit's foot to help you through life, you just got to remember that it really didn't do such a good job for the rabbit. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's been a long time since I collected these rascals here, but there's a whole bunch of rabbits didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my. Whoa, man. They're falling apart. Well, anyhow, whoa. I'm going to tell you, don't put your dependence on a rabbit's foot. And, you know, if, if you did, you go, well, you better put your dependence on like a dozen rabbit's foots. Maybe that'd be good for you. I don't think so. I don't think so. We need to put our trust in the almighty God. That's what I'm talking about. You know, there's an article in the United Press in a Midwestern city. They had told about a hospital where officials had discovered that the firefighting equipment had never been connected in a hospital. For 35 years, it had been relied upon for the safety of the patients in the emergency, in, in case of an emergency, and the truth of it is, it had never been attached to the city's water main. The pipe that led from the building extended four foot underground. And there it stopped. There was no other water to hook to it. For 35 years. Think about that for a moment. The medical staff and the patients had felt complete confidence in this system. You know, they thought that if they had a, a fire broke out, that they could depend upon a nearby hose to extinguish the fire. But theirs was a false security. Although the, you know, the uh, costly equipment, all this polished brass fittings and all this kinds of stuff, and it lacked nothing. You know, and there were uh, these hoses all over the hospital but when it came down to it, it lacked the most important thing. It went down in the ground, outside of the building, down under the ground, four foot, and there was no other pipes there to connect to. It was not connected. So people had been falsely trusting in something that would have let them down if they had a fire. And there's lots of things that we can put our trust or our dependence on. And right now, there's lots of things that we can 
depend upon and we can trust in to help to deal with our fears. You know, we're in a real pickle. You know, it's somewhat frightening to hear about this virus is all around us, affecting the whole world right now. But I'm going to tell you something. You can trust God. You can rely on him. He ain't going to let you down like them rabbits will let you down. They was good, though. They really was. Mm, I ate every one of them. But here's another situation where that hospital had trusted in something, and thank God they never had a fire because they would have never put it out. It was not connected. And I wonder if you and I, are we connected to that fountain of living water who is the Lord Jesus Christ? Here's a lady, Ella Wheeler uh, Willocks, in the 1800s. She wrote this little poem. It's a little bit different poem than some, but I think it's pretty cool. It says, I will not doubt, though all my ships at sea come drifting home with broken masts and sails. I shall believe the hand which never fails, though seeming evil, worketh good to me. And though I weep because those sails are battered, Still will I cry while my best hopes lie shattered. I trust in thee. Here was a person who no matter how bad things got, they kept saying, I trust in you. I trust in thee, almighty God. You are trustworthy. You are dependable. And he is still. Whatever we're going through right now, you can trust him. He is always ready to help you. In time of need, that's what he says. This is a fantastic passage right here in Psalm 62, verse 5. It says, I depend on God alone. Woohoo! That is awesome. I depend on God alone. I put my hope, that confident expectation, I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender and I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honor depend on God. He is my strong protector. He is my shelter. Trust in God at all times, my people. Tell him all your troubles, for he is our refuge. Psalm 62, 5 through 8. That's a passage worth memorizing and speaking and praying and quoting. Maybe we can put it to a song one day. It's powerful. It just challenged me. When I first heard it, it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is fantastic. I actually could read it several more times and enjoy it. But I'm going to let you read it at home. Psalms 62, verse 5 through 8. And I was reading out of the Good News Bible. Proverbs 28, verse 25 says, Greed causes fighting. Hmm, have you heard about people at the grocery stores fighting? That's my bag of toilet paper. That's my last bottle of alcohol. That's my Perel. And people are fighting in the grocery stores. Anyhow, the Bible says greed. That's mine, that's mine, that's mine. I got to have that. I depended on that. I got to have that to make it through this virus. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to. I'm going to tell you, Almighty God's going to take care of you. He will take care of you. He promises to do so. Greed causes fighting. Trust in the Lord leads to prosperity. Trusting in the Lord leads to prosperity. And you've got to understand the definition of prosperity. 
definition of biblical definition of prosperity is having enough to meet your own needs with plenty left over to help other people. That's the definition of prosperity. It's not a particular amount, but it's having enough to meet your own needs and plenty left over to help others. And what a time we're living right now to help other people if they're in the need. It says greed causes fighting, but trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Trusting oneself is foolish, but those who walk in wisdom are safe. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. When you have a generous heart and you see a neighbor who don't have any parel, doesn't have a roll of toilet paper, doesn't have something that everybody's been struggling to get all that they can get, but when we have a heart that's generous and we share with somebody, the Bible says, whoever gives to the poor, whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. Now, I know so many of you are so generous. Some of you during this difficult time with this virus, you've still been tithing. You know, online, many of you put your money in an envelope and have mailed it in. And I just want to thank you for that generous heart. And in the midst of this, let's consider the people who's in our sphere of influence. And I know you got to use wisdom, but when you got a generous heart, God will bring you to cross the path of the right people. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, so says Almighty God. Say, so, well, I'm trusting in that. I'm depending on that. But when you share... He says, you will never lack anything when you're a generous soul. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, it says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength. Have you ever noticed that humans, that's what we are, that we can let each other down, but God don't let us down. It says... This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. The people who are just trusted in humanity, they're like shrubs in the desert. That's what he says. With no hope for the future. And they will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, it's a hot, miserable old place, in an uninhabited, salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. They, the people who have trusted in the Lord, verse 8 says, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. The trees, the roots go down in that fountain of living water, that river of living water. Those trees are not bothered by the heat. And they're not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. And I believe that you could say they're not bothered by the newspapers. They're not bothered by all the stuff that we read online. Is there some bad news out there? Yes, it is. Is there some true bad news? Yes, it is. But we don't have to depend on it. We don't have to trust in it. We don't have to believe everything. We can believe Almighty God, and we can rest our case in His uh, loving hands. 
Such trees, those who trust in him, are planted along a river bank, he says. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. It's dry and it's barren all the way out there, but the trees that's growing beside the river, the, the river, the roots go down and they get into that river. And when you and I put our trust in God, we become like a tree growing right by the river and we're sucking that moisture right back up and it brings about transformation. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9. It says, we are pressed. You understand pressed? Let me see here. I was going to try to make me some apple juice here this morning, this evening, morning, afternoon, whatever it is. I was going to size it. I can make me some apple juice. <clears throat> hmm. We are pressed on every side by troubles. And that fits us right now. Here we are in the midst of all this virus and people are getting sick all over the whole planet. And, and, and we are being pressed. He says, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. I pressed this thing, but I couldn't crush it. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed. You know what perplexed means? It means we're puzzled. We're bewildered. We're confused. So we're puzzled. We don't understand what's going on. I surely don't know what, what all is going on. But he says, we are perplexed, yep, but not driven to despair. Despair, you know what despair means? That means misery, hopelessness, depression. You and I have a living hope. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he has given unto us a living hope for times like this. And he says he's going to always be there to help us in times like this. And the Bible says, what you fear most comes on you. So we don't want to be controlled by fear. We don't want to believe the worst is going to happen. We want to believe the best is going to happen. We're pressed on every side by trouble, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned by God. He says he'll never leave us or forsake us. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Because what do we do? We get back up. I am telling you. When you depend upon God, when you trust in him, you get back up. You don't let circumstances control you. Listen to what it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. It says, for our present troubles, and we have some in this world, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. So says the Bible. Our present troubles... They're small troubles, and they won't last very long. Listen to what verse 18 says. So we don't look at the troubles that we see now, and it's not a good thing to give 24 hours just looking and looking and looking and looking at all bad news. But we need to see hope in the midst of it. We need to see God in the midst of it. We need to see that God can work in these most difficult times. And we don't have to be crushed. We might get knocked down, but we're going to get right back up. That's what he's telling us. For the things we see now will soon be gone. That's what he says here in verse 18. Wow. The things that we see now will 
will soon be gone. So don't just focus that it's going to be that bad forever because it's not. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 22, it says, Stop putting your trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. <sighs> They're as frail as breath. How can they be of help to anyone? Just putting your trust in mere humans. Thank God for humans. And we all work together and we come up with vaccines and medicines and we help one another. But sometimes we just totally depend on humans and we forget about God in the equation and we miss the boat by a million miles. Oswald Chambers says, it's not our trust that keeps us, but the God in whom we trust who keeps us. It's the God in whom we trust. Not just having trust, 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 but it's God in whom we trust. He's crazy about you. He loves you. He's going to take care of you. That's just the truth of it. Corey Ten Boom said, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Now, I can tell you, I know God. And I can tell you this right now, if you don't know him already, you can know him. You can get to know the maker of heaven and earth and the one who said he's going to always be there and help you in time of need. You can get to know him yourself. Listen to Matthew chapter 14, verse 27. It says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Jesus is talking to them out there on, on the water. He says, don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. And I'm going to tell you, when you become aware that Jesus is present, it changes things. It's a game changer. It's a world changer. It's a circumstance changer when you become aware that Jesus is there with you. Here's an interesting little story, and I'm about done here. Uh, but while kayaking in southeastern England, I'm sorry, southern England, should probably put my glasses back on, I reckon, while kayaking in southern England off of the Isles of Wight, Mark Ashton Smith, a lecturer at Cambridge University, he capsized into treacherous waters while he was kayaking. It was really a dangerous situation. Clinging to his craft and reaching for his cell phone, Ashton Smith, 33 years old, called his dad. It didn't matter that his father, Alan Pym Smith, was training British troops in Dubai 3,500 miles away. He still called his dad 3,500 miles away when he was in the biggest pickle. He was at risk of drowning. Without delay, the father relayed his son's mayday to the Coast Guard nearest to his son. And within 12 minutes, a helicopter pulled his grateful son out of the water. Like this kayaker, when we're in danger, our first impulse should be to call our father. Can you imagine? You call 3,500 miles 
and dad makes a phone call, makes a phone call, gets a Coast Guard right there, send their helicopter within 12 minutes, you're out of the water? That's pretty miraculous. Well, God's a little bit faster than that. He's there for us. When we get in a pickle, when we get in a situation like this, we need to remember what this guy, Mark Smith, did. He called his father. And let us remember to call upon our father when we're getting fearful and when we're getting anxious and, and when we're having all these difficulties, we need to remember to call our father. Psalms 118, verse 6, just a little piece of this. I'm sorry. Guys? Were y'all talking to me? Oh, I, I'm, I thought you was trying to get my attention. Oh, you're just trying to get God's attention. Okay, I got you. The Lord is for me, so I will not be afraid. The Lord is for me, so I will not be afraid. In a world right now where everybody has tasted fear and anxiety just a little bit, when you understand that God's for you, Mark Smith, his, his daddy was for him and he knew his daddy would do anything to rescue him. But our Heavenly Father is for us and he's done everything already to rescue you and me and to wash our sins away by the lifeblood of his son Jesus. And he said in his word that if he'll give us his son Jesus, won't he give us everything else? So what I want to do right now is to pray with you guys. And all you guys who are in your homes, maybe your cars, wherever you're at, if you know Christ, would you reaffirm your faith in him along with me right now? And maybe you're watching online and you're really a little fearful of what's going on here. Would you reach out to a heavenly father? And would you call upon him and allow him to do a fantastic work in your life. He loves you. He's crazy, but she's going to take care of you. So would you pray with me right now? Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. I believe that Jesus paid for all my sin. And that he rose from the dead. And I believe that Jesus is knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door right now. And I ask Jesus to come in. As my Savior. As my Lord. And as my King. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, guys. We've, we're in difficult times, but I'm going to tell you, it's not caught God off guard, and he is there for us. And I'm telling you, we're praying for you on a daily basis. Many of you who we've never met, we don't even know you. We're praying because we know you're there. And uh, on Sunday, 645, you can actually text, you know, on uh, what do they call that thing again? Facebook Live, and you can See the sun rising, and you see me on the top of my mountain there, and we're going to be praying for you specifically. 
And hopefully we get to everybody. If we don't, we're not leaving the place until we have prayed for everybody who is there. But I'm telling you, God hears us when we pray. And he loves you. He gave his son for you. He loves you and he cares about you. And he's going to see us through this thing. And we don't want to be controlled no more by fear. We want to have joy that God gives us in our relationship with him because that joy becomes our strength. Hey, don't forget, you can invite your friends to uh, check this website, podcast, record player, whatever it is, they can check it out and they can hear the message and find a little bit of hope and to pass it on to somebody else. And uh, every Sunday, every Saturday, first off at 6 o'clock on Saturday nights, we stream a service just like this, similar to this. And then on Sunday morning at 9, and then again at 11, we stream a service again. And we, we preface it with some great worship time. Helps us get our focus on the Almighty God. We had a great worship time tonight before we started teaching. And then on every Wednesday at 5 o'clock, all the kiddos, and I'm still a kid myself. I watched it last week. All the kids will come and watch Super Church and participate. It's always going to be something exciting. They're going to learn about their relationship with God. And that's at faithlivingchurch.com. My wife is whispering to me over here. Yeah, yeah, don't come here. The building's locked. There's nobody here. Come to us via the internet, okay? I appreciate that. Keep praying for us. And uh, don't forget about Sunday at 645 on the mountain via internet. You join us. Facebook, Facebook record player, some way. You guys are smarter than I am. I'll be there. You be there the best way you can figure out how to get there through that little wire, okay? Or I think we do wireless, don't we? Anyhow, Lord, I ask your blessings upon the men, the women who have come here through these wonderful tools that you've allowed us to have. Bless them and provide for everything that they have need of, Almighty God. Comfort them and bring joy in their life. When others are in panic, Lord, not that we're callous and not that we're hard-hearted, but bring some joy back into our lives. Remove the panic and bring some joy that is our strength, Almighty God. And help us all to teach our kids to trust in you and that you're going to provide and take care of us. Almighty God, we look to you because we know you love us. You care so much about us. And bless these men, bless these women, bless these boys and bless these girls and meet their every need. According to your riches and glory, I ask through Christ Jesus. And all those who agree with me, wherever you're at, we just say amen and amen. Now I'm going to try to pop in and see you through a little old video blurb. Maybe what I call a mountain talk, maybe a couple, three times a week in the middle of the week or something. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're just going to see if we can do some more of it. God bless you. We love you. And uh, send us your prayer request here on Sundays, but you can do it anywhere you see that you can send a message. If you've got a need, you send it to us, and we will call you back. We'll get a hold of you and pray with you. God bless you. I am dismissed.